What is up, gentlemen? Double Crew. We're back. Season one, episode nine. We got all three of us in the booth. Benny, Jake, and Doug. Exciting episode. We're going to talk about the match play, which was last week. Wasn't going to talk about the Valero, but we got to talk about it now. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the big shebang, the first major of the year for the men, the Masters, which is this week. Excited to talk about all that. And then we're going to end with a few range stories. Let's jump right into it. Jakey, Vinny, how we doing, boys? Good, man. Glad to be back. What's going on? I don't know about you, Jakey, but we're starting to, the weather's starting to turn here. We're starting to be a little bit more favorable. We can play in the afternoon. How's, <laughs> how's things up there? The weather's starting to turn. What? When did the weather, like you had like, what, two days of freezing cold? Uh, you know, we, we had some days in the 50s. It's a little cold Shut for me. Shut the fuck up. Shut oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's beautiful here, honestly. We, it was like, a, I had off last week for um, spring break, and we did not have great weather last week. But this week, I think it's in the 60s and 70s every day, which uh, it doesn't get any better than that in our area. Like, to me, if it was like this all year, I'd be more than happy. So, yeah, we're, we're turning. We're, we're about to hit that true spring. So Nice, nice. Yep. I, I had quite the weekend. I played... Uh, well, on Friday, I played 36. Golf Club of Houston in the morning. Ooh. Champions in the afternoon. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I had a nice little day. The greens at both courses in fantastic shape. For the rest of Houston, a lot of the courses are struggling still from the freeze because it hasn't been warm enough for the grass to start growing. There's a lot of a lot of courses struggling. So, hopefully, you know, the weather's turning, like I said, and everything will be back to ideal conditions here in a week or two. But, um Let's go ahead and jump into the clubhouse, starting with the match play. We took last week off uh, from the pod. Had a, what I would consider a good first couple days in the match play. Sunday, not as exciting, I guess, just depending on who you wanted to see in the finals. I know all of us that did our brackets got absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> um, and, you know, only John Rahm was the top seed of the top 16 that got through to the knockout round. So, yeah, I really, I don't want to talk too much about it. You know, hats off to Billy Horschel for winning. He played, he played great Sunday morning. The sun, the finals match was just kind of a, who could get to the finish line first. Um, but exciting. Nonetheless, he did hit a cold shank, which I thought was hysterical. Um, and almost hit his playing competitor. But uh, other than that, guys, what do we think about the the match play? Uh, I know there were some people like Paige Sporanek who said, I think Friday or Saturday, hey, we why don't we have a match play major? Justin Thomas chimed back and said, absolutely not. So, well, guys, what do we think about uh, – what did you guys think about the tournament and kind of the, the notion that there should or shouldn't be a match play major championship? Uh, Vinny, let's start with you. Well, I I love the format. I I understand that there's like a toss up in the group play stages, um, and you kind of you have to figure out the best way to approach that. Whether you go you know top to bottom, one versus sixty four, two versus sixty three. However, however, you have to set this bracket up. But uh, I I think there's a lot to go into it. I would love to see it because I think the competitive nature is great. Um, but at the same time, yes, it has to be favorable, and it it's also sucks knowing that championship and like semifinals consolation match uh, is the most boring Sunday 
of the year. Yeah, Vicky, think, you agree? I mean, it's an interesting point. I think there's a lot really to unpack, and I don't want to spend too much time. First of all, I think the we've talked we talked about it in the preview show for the the match play. The the pool play is an issue. It creates a sense of like you just have no idea what the fuck is going on half the time. Like you don't know who's where in the brackets. You don't know all of the scenarios and how they need to break down. It just feels sort of nebulous. Maybe if there was like a better way. And I also think this is another thing that actually sucks about the pool play. You could be completely at a point where you can't control your destiny and you're not playing the only other guy that could win the bracket on Friday. Right. Where what you would really want is for that to boil down to like, all right, let's say it's, you know, Bubba versus Kisner to see who goes on. Like, that's really what you want to see. But you, you don't get that a lot of times. So while Friday is exciting, it doesn't really give you the head to head that I think is like the strength of match play. And then, like Vince said, by Sunday, the guys, they're a little bit gassed. That's number one. And then, um, you know, number two, it it suddenly gets more conservative in those last couple matches instead of more aggressive, I think. And that's where you have some some really, you know, kind of iffy play. Like Sunday was just like a who could survive, um, who, who had enough uh, gas left in the tank sort of situation. And then your, your other question about the major. Absolutely, there should be a match play major. Justin Thomas is complaining because match play doesn't reward consistency, but you have three other majors that reward consistency. So, like, why not have a major that rewards, like, chaos and insanity? I would love it, but I know it'll never happen because the, the, you know, the higher-end players are always going to Always going to say no to it, at least in, in my opinion. But what, what are your thoughts, Dougie? Yeah, you know, I, I went into the week. I, I love match play because it's it's what we play most times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you play on a weekend with your buddies and you're, you're playing match play in some sort of fashion. And uh, so I went into the week. You know, we've talked again to your point. I don't like the group play. I don't I don't think it works. I understand people want to see, you know, DJ or whoever Tiger, if he's there for, for more than one day and the off chance he loses uh, the first round, like it used to be in Arizona. And so, you know, I, I understand that part of it, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it didn't provide much drama for me. Like I, I enjoyed watching some of the match, uh, the uh, group play matches, but when we got into the first and second round of knockout on uh, Saturday, I was kind of like, eh, there's a bunch of matches I really don't care to watch. I think the Spieth-Kucher match was good, and there was a few other ones that were interesting to me, but it wasn't like, man, this match I need to watch from start right. to finish. So I, I kind of changed my tune. I, I I still think there should be a match play major. I think you got to do it, though, like the U.S. Amateur. Instead of going to a strictly a, a knockout from ranks from one to sixty four, go where they played stroke play for two days and then knock it down mm-hmm. to uh, thirty two or however many guys you want to do it, um, because then I think that that kind of solves both issues in my mind to where J- J- uh, JT's saying where the inconsistency because if you play really well the first two days, you'll set yourself into a good position. Now I understand the match play is a lot of a is a marathon really too, and so you have to play well over those matches. And somebody could catch fire and shoot 62, uh, like Perez did in the one match. So 
there's both sides of it, but I think that uh, if you did it like the USAM does it, two days of stroke play and then the top whatever guys get into bracket play, that's a major that I would want to see. Um, I definitely don't want to see a group play knockout for uh, for a major, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it'll happen. Um, and congrats to Billy Horsell. I, I was hoping uh, Scotty Scheffler was going to get the job done. Um because, uh, you know, he's kind of in his hometown there where he went to college and uh, a lot of guys rooting for him. The course is unbelievable for match play. I think they've done a great job of that. So yeah, they do a lot of good things at the event. They just there's some tweaks that need to be made. And I, I think after this year, after seeing only one of the top 16 guys getting out, um, there was a lot of chatter about it on Golf Channel and other networks that uh, something needs to be done to kind of spice it up the tournament so that this this doesn't happen or, or it doesn't happen of that way. I mean, I guess it's possible if you did a one to 64 that all of those guys could lose on day one, but I, I doubt you see that. Um, so something, something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but, uh, again, uh, great event hats off to Billy Horschel. Um, and, um, yeah, they moved on to, to San Antonio. Uh, I don't think we don't want to spend too much time on it. It's master's week. Let's jump straight into Valero talk. Wasn't going to talk about this event at all. However, uh, there was actually quite a few folks that went from the match play to uh, to the Valero. You know, it's the week before the Masters. Some people want to continue playing. And uh, the final group on Sunday ended up being very electric. Jordan Spieth played really well to get himself into a tie for the lead going into Sunday with Wallace. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, a few shots back, was there, who was Jake's pick last week. And... Uh, Hoffman had some fireworks through 14 or 15 holes. He got it to within one with uh, two to play. And Spieth was able to uh, hold him off. He played really, really well, shot three or four under on Sunday to get his first win since the Open Championship in 2017, which is absolutely wild. He moved from like 85th in the world to start the year uh, to, I think, 30th. He also moved from, I saw he going into the Masters in November, he was plus 7,000 to win. He's now second odds-on favorite behind Dustin Johnson. So just kind of a wild five months it's been, six months it's been since uh, since the last Masters and I guess last two or three years for Spieth. So, uh, you know, a guy that's not my favorite, but uh, great for the game. I'll admit that for sure. And so really excited to see him in the winner's circle and in good form going into Augusta this week. Uh, Jakey, any any thoughts you want to add on Spieth? I know you you're a big fan of his, and uh, so I'm sure you you were excited to see him get get into the winner's circle. Yeah, kind of like you, I wasn't thinking that we were going to talk about this at all, and then um, you know once I kind of saw the writing on the wall that we we're going to have some a potential Spieth talk, I, I made sure to settle in on Saturday and Sunday and actually watch a little bit of this tournament, but. I mean, it's like we've been saying, right? What you gotta have him. He 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 is. Right. Uh, he brings something to the game. He brings people to the game. He brings people who don't aren't into golf, like my friends who, you know, sparingly watch golf. Maybe like you know, Masters and and some other times during the year, Ryder Cup. Oh, Spee is Spee's gonna win this weekend? Like it looks like he's gonna win, and I'm getting those text messages. It's just kind of crazy how that goes. Um, and I think that you saw that. Like when he hits his irons, like he did, I mean, he was really, I think he gained like 12 shots on the field, ball striking. It's yeah. kind of unbelievable. Like he, even when he doesn't drive it well, he is in everything. If he hits it as close and as consistent as he did this week. Um, and I think it was trending this way. You know, this isn't like a, 
a weird kind of like blip, like pop up out of nowhere. We saw it starting at waste management where we finally, man, man, that looks a little bit different. That seems a little bit different. And he's really kind of in some ways been maybe the most consistent player for the first chunk of the year. So, right. yeah, this is the payoff, I think. I think he weathered the storm because, I mean, Hoffman was getting really, really warm. And you forget that his his game is uh, is one that is, if he gets it really going, if he's making putts, he's, he can be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Matt Wallace is an absolute maniac. He's yelling at everybody and everything out there. So it was a, it was a weird Sunday. And, you know, to see Spieth pull it off, I think, was was great. Yeah, it was, it was exciting for sure. Ricky Fowler actually sh- showed up too. He made a cut. He shot uh, his first bogey-free round. Uh, I think they said in like 60 or 70 rounds, which is something crazy. Uh, he got into the top uh, 25. So, you know, ha- glad to see Ricky maybe turning the turning tide as well. The same week that Spieth gets his first win in, in three or four years. Um but yeah, like you said, exciting. Hoffman put the pressure on. You know, I, th- I thought Wallace was going to be the one to do it. Uh, he just couldn't make any putts. Could not make a putt. Until the last two or three holes. And at that point, it was too late. Because uh, he really didn't play that bad. But we also had like Honor Bon Lahiri top five. Uh, Lucas Ooh. Lover in there. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was, a, it was fun. I, I've played the golf course before. So I always, you know, enjoy watching the tournaments where I've played played at the event or at the field. And um yeah, it was good. You know, not a not the best golf course in the world, but uh, it uh, provided to be a, a great stomping ground for for Spieth and and to get his first win in a few years in his home state. I'm sure it had to feel good first first win since he's been married. A lot of things off his shoulder going into Augusta this week. Vinny, any anything you want to add about Spieth or about uh, the Valero this past week before we move over to Augusta? Not too much. Let's let's note that Jake stated, yes, it's great to see Spieth hitting these irons. But uh, I think he left a, a little important fact out. That's that he made 11 one-putts on Sunday. So let, oh, let's ahead, just talk ahead. about the, the wizardry and what comes with Spieth putting really well, too. Um, I think that's probably more important going into the Masters is how confident he's going to be putting. Um, so he's got a win and three other top threes at Augusta. Like, mm-hmm. if you're striking the ball great, that's great. I think you're going to carry that with you wherever you go. But if uh, you're putting really well, that's another thing to worry about with speed this week. And I, I, I think he's going to have a great fucking week. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, I think you make a good point, but I think it, it for me, it comes down to like. Um, all right, so he's such a good putter, and especially from that mid to like what we would all, we, what we would consider longer range, you know those those twenty five footers all the way into like that that ten to eleven foot range. He's really good, right? So it, if your ball striking is getting you like fifteen inside fifteen feet most of the time, and you're that good of a putter, that's when you convert on those a lot. So I, to me when he strikes it consistently gets it into that, that circle, that 20 foot circle, his, cause his 20 footer is some, somebody else's 10 footer at this point. Like that's what his game really is. Um, and that's when he becomes like an absolute bear to deal with because he's, he's always in the hole unless he blows one off the planet, off the tee, like he can get it up and down from the crack of your ass. So it's, it's, 
one of those things where he's he can be very relentless when he's striking it really good and just driving it even okay. I mean, he what he missed the first like four tee balls. I mean, he yeah. thought his driver was cracked off one tee box on Sunday, and and then all of a sudden by the you know the back nine he gained some some confidence and he was just going like flush after flush uh, coming in. So it's it's definitely going to be a wild it's a wild week if he's peaking right now. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that flop shot he hit on 17 on Saturday was one of the best. Disgusting. Downside. Yeah, that was, that was absolutely wild. Uh, but yeah, awesome for Spieth. He is back in the mix for sure. One of the favorites this week going into Augusta and excited to see if he can continue his run uh, You know, in, in good form, not only from the win this past week, but a bunch of top fives, as everybody knows, this year playing really, really well. Moved up to seventh in the FedEx Cup. So uh, always nice to see Jordan up there around the top of the leaderboard. Let's go ahead and move into Augusta. Before we talk about the men, I want to really quickly talk about the women's amateur that was held Saturday. It was the final 32 girls that got in from the 84 that played two rounds prior at uh, uh, Champions Retreat. So uh, I don't know if anybody saw or if not, I'm sure you can get the recording, go back and watch. It was absolutely electric stuff from... About 10 of the girls, there was like eight people at one over par with six or seven holes left, uh, which ended up getting two girls into a playoff. Uh, the girl from Japan and the other girl from, uh, she goes to Wake Forest. I think she's Italian. Uh, and they, yeah. they uh, a Japanese girl won in a playoff. But uh, the girl, there was a girl from U of H in the mix, who I know our buddy Logan knows fairly well, and four or five other girls um, that just were like two under, with a couple holes to play and, and couldn't get it done kind of like a uh, Sunday at the masters for the men, a lot of, a lot of stuff on the line. And uh, it was fun for me to watch, uh, watch those girls get out there and compete. So if you, if you didn't already, please uh, go rewatch that. I highly recommend it. It was some, it was some good TV and also kind of shows you what uh, not normal players. Cause they're, these girls are very good, but what people kind of like ourselves, better handicappers would would see if they played Augusta um, in a round. Uh, there was also an electric women's major in the A&A Inspiration, uh, which you really don't need to watch anything except for the Sunday round where Lydia Ko shot 10 under, was 10 under through 12 um, and fought back to, I think, lose by two shots to Patty. And uh, another... A great event. They play there every year at Mission Hills out in the desert. Golf course was in phenomenal shape. I highly recommend you at least watch the highlights of that Sunday round uh, and see Lydia kind of push her to the limit there. Patty, kind of similar to what uh, Jordan did on Saturday. Her chipping was unbelievable with four or five holes left. She hit two or three to like dead weight, an inch or two from the cup. Should have gone in. And uh, was able to get the two-shot lead and and did the celebratory jump into Poppy's Pond. Congrats to her. And, uh, yeah, two really good women's events this past weekend. Really looking forward to uh, to the Masters this week. Jake or Vince, you want to add anything about those two events? I know, uh, you know it was fun for me to watch because I, I don't really ever pay attention to uh, some of those things. And I was glad I got to catch a little bit of it this weekend. Yeah. Um, I think the Augusta National uh, Women's Amateur is – just so cool. Like 
as someone who's never been to the Masters, and, and I know that that's like, you know, pretty crazy. There's a lot of fans. There's a lot of tradition. A lot of people who go every year. Like, if there's a lottery for the women's amateur, I might go for that, honestly, just to go to Augusta and see right. and, and maybe have a more intimate look at it. And I think it's cool to see the women on that golf course because it takes some of the holes that we take for granted and turns them into like kind of monsters, right? Like 13 is a three shotter. 15 is like a, a, a very hard par five for them, you know? Yeah. Um, number two, like they have to position the ball at the bottom of the hill and then get it onto the green and let it feed. They can't, they can't hit like the slinger in there like like Louie did, you know, a couple of years ago and, and, and let the green take it. They have to play the golf course totally differently, which I think is cool. And you're right, Doug. We saw um, like how firm and, and how, it's going to be a good week, I think. If they don't get weather, it's going to be a really, really good week. The um, one girl, I can't think of her name right now. She's Swedish, but she plays college here. I think her name is like Lindblad. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what a melter, man. She yeah. can absolutely kill it. And then that leads me to what happened at the ANA. I mean, Patty was like, that's real true speed. And like, if that's what's going to start happening in the women's game, man, it's going to be wild to see like the battle of power versus accuracy in that game because you still you have, you know, women who, who can hybrid you to death from 175 and right. put it with you know in 10 feet and then you got this this chick coming out here just i mean 323 average like disgusting unbelievable so i mean her performance was nails i, I can't say anything with that like she yeah. she clearly head and shoulders was the best player even with co uh you know really pushing her on sunday and and i watched a lot of that tournament it, women's golf right now is really dope it really is. And you're right. And, uh, you know, Patty is there, but, you know, Nelly kind of started mm-hmm. a little bit of the trend of starting to just melt it out there over, you know, three bills or around three bills. So, yeah, Bianca, it's uh, yeah, Maria, Maria Fossey, who's not been playing great. as well, but she's, yeah, unbelievable swing, all power. So, yeah, it's uh, women's golf is in a good spot for sure. And uh, and they play a lot of really good golf courses that they are kind of underrated that people don't uh, talk too much about because Mission Hills was uh, and unbelievable you know i know everybody knows or if you follow the game you know about poppy's pond and that they jump into that on 18 but there was a lot of other holes i was like holy cow these are this is some good this is some good golf mm-hmm. agreed um all right augusta national this week the boys the men out there playing for the green jacket dustin johnson coming in to defend his title after absolutely dominating in november there's going to be a limited amount of fans there this time so unlike november where it was just kind of friends and family and members there will be uh, a certain limited amount of people in the field or uh, in the in the fans spectating winner gets 600 fedex cup points which is 100 more than normal just in case you wanted to know and augusta national is at a new all-time length this year at 7475 yards from the tips now will they play it from that distance probably not but they can play at that back, and the golf course is just getting too long for my liking. I wish they would kind of go back to what it used to be and just make the mm-hmm. golf course really tough. But another story for another day. A lot of storylines coming in. Jordan Spieth on a heater right now. Roy McIlroy trying to complete the Grand Slam yet again. Uh, was over par in November and then shot three rounds in the 60s to climb back into the top five. Dustin Thomas, this is where Vinny... Kind of wet his pants last year, won 
the uh, <laughs> overall points and and brought home all the money from the pool. So Vinny's got some good feels going into the this week. Um, yeah, just a lot of good things out there. I did see a fun fact. Uh, not so much about Augusta here, but I uh, saw, I think maybe Golf Channel said it or not. Guys, question for you. Rory McIlroy has been uh, within 100 to 125 yards 65 times this year. What do you think his score to par is on those 65 holes? Ooh, um, Seven under. Wait, wait, wait. What, can you say this stat one more time? He's had 65 attempts from 100 to 125 yards in the fairway. Mm-hmm. What do you think his score to par is on those 65 holes? I'll go four over. Jake, you nailed it. Four over par. <laughs> Amazing. I almost said three, so I'm glad I nailed it. That's I, I said 20 stat. under when I saw it, and I was like, wow, that is no wonder he hasn't played very well this year. Oh, that's rough for Roar. Honestly, yeah. that's a very telling stat right there. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, they didn't say anything about DJ, but I'm sure DJ is 15, 20. Jordan Speed, same thing. 10 or 20 under par, somewhere in that range. Because you got to score from those those distances with a wedge in your hand, especially those guys. Um, but yeah, crazy stat. I was like, there's no That's way. Wild. And and uh, yeah, four over par. So uh, you know, just pay attention to that this week as we get into Augusta. Um, I wanted to ask guys, what are your favorite holes as we talk about it? You know, everybody talks about uh, a main corner. People talk about 18, maybe 16. Um, Maybe your one or two favorite holes out there, Vinny. What do you, what are your thoughts on uh, your top two favorites out at uh, at Augusta? Uh, I mean, I'm just a fan of like, every part three out there. Just <laughs> to be honest, um, I think number twelve is probably one of my favorite holes on the planet. I just think it's it, it's scenic. Yep. It requires a great shot to almost every pin location, and uh, and at the same time, you see you've seen some guys get in really big trouble, and I, I think that's a, a combination for Great viewership in golf. So 12 is absolutely amazing. The Golden Bell. Jakey? Yeah, it's t- I got a lot, actually. That I, I mean, I just think it's a great golf course, and I think that's been really well stated over time. Um, I am a big fan of number nine, actually. I think nine is an overlooked and very, very cool yeah. little hole. That green is uh, crazy. That green is insane, and it can be played in so many ways. And I love that it seems to bite um, like the long hitter in the ass more often than not. So I, I do like that one. Um, and another one that I I feel like gets overlooked because it, yeah, it it happens kind of in the middle of the round. But it, I feel like it's a big time swing hole, and it's played some. Uh, it's been pivotal in some playoffs. Is number ten. Um, which I, the history of that hole is kind of crazy too, because obviously the nines have been reversed. So 10 used to be one and the green on 10 used to be where that big kind of like fairway bunker that's not in play is. So yep. like the extension of that hole and like the fact that you got to go down the left to get the speed slot, then you got this green that's so perched up. It's so crazy. That false front is like absolutely wild. And we've seen more than one leader. Uh, have a pretty decent lead and go into 10 and, and kind of blow the wheels off the round right there and bring other people back into it. So I, I like those two. Nine ten's a cool little swing for me. Yeah, I like one. I mean, I, I like all holes, but one, yeah, one I good. think is a great hole. You see like a lot of, not too many birdies and you see a lot of big numbers. Uh, you know, some is just trying to get the round started, especially on Thursday, getting into it. Uh, a lot of nerves. 
And, uh, I mean, we saw what Ernie L's like six putt from three feet yeah. a couple years ago. He made it 10. Um, and yeah, I agree with Vinny. I think all the par threes are kind of overlooked, obviously, other than 12. I really like, uh, actually, I like, what is it? One, two, uh, three, four, five, six. Six is number, it's a par three down the hill. Par three, the big one, yeah. They one. Uh, have some crazy pin locations, could kind of kind of tuck it up top right or put it down in the bowl, bottom left. Um, I've been, I've been lucky to go to Augusta three times and I've sat on that hole a few times. It's a really cool spot to be. Um, so those are kind of my two favorites other than, uh, you know, obviously I mean, corner and the rest of them. And I agree, you know, they're all great. They all have kind of a quirky twist to them. And, uh, I'm sure if you went back in history, every hole has pretty much had some defining moment on, on all of them. So, uh, really looking forward to see what's in effect this week. I know they've had some uh, great weather the last couple of days. Uh, and I hope they have some great weather this week. And I haven't even looked, to be honest. But uh, hopefully that continues. Jake, did you have a thought you yeah. wanted to add? I was going to ask a quick question. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, of course. What's the worst hole at Augusta National? Wow. Oh, man. I Relative, know mine. Relatively speaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, all right. What do you think? What do you think? For me, and it might just be the way it is on TV, I think it's 17. Like, really, what is 17? I never know what the drive, like, the T-ball the actually looks like. Well, it's a little and different they, now since that tree is gone. Since the tree is gone, right? The, the Eisenhower tree was the big defense, and that's not there. And, like, the green is cool, but all the guys know at this point, like, if you've played there enough, that that Sunday pin really isn't that hard if you just make sure you keep it on. Now, like, Brooks fucked that up the year the Tiger won, but they had, they had it in a non-traditional spot that year. So it's like, <laughs> they kind of know... Right. You know, if it's on the back, you got to do X. And if it's on the front, you got to do Y. But yeah, I don't know. 17 is the one that sticks out to me. Um, I will say, um, yeah, I kind of agree with 17, but I would go. Um, oh, man. That's so tough. There's so many good holes. That's how you know they're good, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say 14, actually, is yeah, maybe just not one of my one. favorites. Uh, you know, cause it kind of jumps in between like three or four of the most electric holes out there with starting right. with a main corner 12 and the par five. And then it's like, I mean, even when I was there, it's like, all right, I'm skipping from, from 13, I'm going to 15 fairway so I can get ready to watch them play the other par five, right. but maybe it's just a hole that gets overlooked. And then obviously you go into 16. So yeah, I would say 14 is my least favorite hole out there. I think that's a good call. Any? And it's Augusta. It's like those 18 holes are better than 99% of everything we get to play. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> They're it's, better than, so it's better than 100% of everything yeah, we get to no, play. I would play like 100 or 18 17s in a row if I could, I'm sure. But yeah, I, but yeah, I can't pick up. Can you really need that hole? Like, come on. No, that's fair. That's fair. No, I, I get it. No, yeah, no, you're I, right. I think there, there's holes that just don't like, they're not big scoring holes. They're, Mm-hmm. Not yeah. as exciting. Exactly. Um, two, only when people who play it, don't play it safe gets exciting. And then, I feel like uh, two is very exciting. And then 17. But obviously, okay. with the new distance, I think two's become a great hole. Yeah, two's still one. I mean, you should make birdie, but like people get too overzealous too on it sometimes, and mm-hmm. it, like seven gets made, and you're like, what the hell happened? Um, so. 
and they have some really cool pin locations out there. Obviously, the one on either Friday or Saturday that Louis made the albatross. Mm-hmm. Um, that pin that's top left, like above the bunker, that's a tough one because you really can't get there in two unless you hit your tee shot way out right. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun one for sure. Um, let's jump over. This is the second year that Bryson DeChambeau is trying to overpower. Augusta National. I know Jakey is still <laughs> thinks that he can't do it, you know, partially because of the green reading books and less stuff out there for you. I saw he was on the range today, like an absolute maniac, just firing balls. And VJ uh, Singh was just in the background <laughs> watching him. Uh, so, you know, it's it. the mad scientist is out there. Um, you know, before we talk about picks, and I guess potentially could be your pick maybe, but what do we think that uh, Bryson's gonna do this week guys going into uh into his second augusta in quotations in this body frame uh jake let's start with you i think he's gonna be there honestly i think um like i saw that fred couples some i think sean martin or somebody tweeted it out saying that freddie said it's gonna be like the hardest augusta's played if they get no weather it's gonna be extremely firm and I think that's like where we've seen like Bryson can actually be really good because his power is even kind of increased because it, it'll roll a little bit and his increased spin will really help him. But I still like he'll be there. I just don't think he'll do it because in the end, he he cannot win on those greens. He without the green reading book, the nuances, the subtleties of Augusta, I think are something that just don't fit into his uh, you know, supercomputer, so to speak. Um, and so. But he'll be there. I mean, he's, you know, one of the best players in the world. One one of the 10 or so guys that's got a chance to win this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we we forget he's like in good form. So, yeah, I think he'll be Then you you share the same sentiment? Uh, no. I just, I mean, we've already seen what like distraction and his focus on the whole speed things kind of done to him. I, I think he's, he like fumbled a little bit in the fall. Um, at the, you know, at the turn of the year, obviously he had a win in September, but I was kind of looking more of last masters through like the Genesis of which we saw him completely shit the bed, you know, trying to use power as his main source out there. And I think he shot like seven or eight over. Um, I, I just think if if you're focusing on, I just think he's focusing on the wrong things and definitely not the things that are going to get him success at augusta it's just one of those things i think he could blow up any week with this strategy you could also torch the field with this strategy so um, i don't disagree i mean i it it worked at the u.s open yep um no i i i kind of uh, agree with you Vinny. i i don't i mean i think he'll be in the top 25 but i don't think he'll really um be uh, up around the top of the leaderboard. Uh, I do think he's another guy like Jordan that makes it more interesting when he is around the top of the leaderboard, whether you like him or not. Um, so interested to see how he does, but I'm kind of on ten- leaning towards you, Vinny, in, in that uh, I don't think he, he, he does too much this week. Um, let's go ahead and talk about a few other players before we make our picks and, and talk more about uh, just kind of the overall setup this week. Uh, a lot of guys, obviously, all the top players in the field. Um, our boy Sung J M, who had a chance to win last year in November yeah. uh, in his debut, coming in in his second one, which is only six months after his first. So I'm sure that helps. 
do we think Sungjae kind of repeats like he did last year uh, or not? What do we think Sungjae's chances of finishing inside the top 13 are this year? Uh, Vinny, let's go ahead with you. I I think they're good still. Um, for a guy who went into his first um, you know Masters tournament and saying, you know, I just want to make the cut, I just want to make the cut, played his game and, you know, finished solo second. So uh, as long as he kind of overcome some of the putter issues we we say as spectators that we're seeing with him um i still think he has a, a really good week and uh is, is confident because he played so well last year thank you i mean we all everybody talks about the cliche of augusta being a, a second shot golf course the guy is you know top 15 when it comes to you know that kind of part of his game has not had a great year. I'm going to say no. He's going to make the cut. I don't think he's going to be in the top 13, though. Okay. I, uh, I'm i going to agree. I just think the f- there's a lot of players that are just playing m- much better than his form is currently. Uh, I think he makes the cut, but finishes outside the top 13. Let's go ahead and talk. You talked about ball striking, second shots. We'll go to the best ball striker on the planet, Colin Morikawa. Debuted last November as well. Another debutante. Uh, finished T44. Obviously has the win at concession since then. Uh, got him. Got his major championship last year, the first one. Do we get? Does Colin Morikawa finish inside the top 15 this week? Jakey, go to you. Ooh. Yeah, this is a really good one. <laughs> I am going to say... I'm going to say no... For the for the sole reason that I he has not shown any form putting since con, uh, concession, and you got you have to putt there at least a little bit, no matter how close you hit it. But I do think he will win a green jacket at some point in his career. I just don't think it's right now. Okay, Benny, you agree? Uh, I a hundred percent agree, and for the exact same reason. Um... I don't think this is a, an event that you can go in with any putting woes, anything on the back of your head, you know, in the back of your head, trying to figure out what you're doing. This is not the place to figure it out. Um, you know, you, you really need to go in there with like a mindset and a game plan and putting woes hurt. Like they hurt us as amateurs. You know, <laughs> we think about it and I'm sure these guys really think about it. it it's just, it, it's not his time, but maybe a top 30, out of them. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is his time to get his first Masters win. I think he kind of finishes somewhere around where he did last year, T44. Uh, I agree. You, Masters, you really got to be on your A game for putting. And uh, I just haven't seen that. He did putt fairly well at concession. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Collins outside the top 15, makes the cut, plays on the weekend, but uh, doesn't make any real noise. Um, let's start to jump into a few of the top dogs. We'll go with uh, the winner last week coming in, trying to be the third guy to win back to back with the second one being the masters. Phil Mickelson, actually one of them. Um, does Jordan Spieth finish inside the top 10 this week and have a chance to contend on Sunday? I will go first. I think that Jordan has a chance to win back to back. I think he's in the final group on Sunday 
with a chance to win. Whether he does that or not, I don't know. But uh, I, I have Jordan very high on my list this week. One of, Definitely one of the top 10 or so that we talk about every year at a major that has a chance, uh, which is crazy to me that we're saying that because on in November he had zero chance of making the cut. And now he's got a chance at winning. So uh, just crazy to see what the, how things can change in six months. Uh, Jakey, what do you think about your boy Spieth? Um, did did I win last week? Hoffman got me the win. You did, right? yeah. That's okay, definitely good. Good because Jordan Spieth is my pick to win the Masters. Wow. Okay. Yep. No, I think he goes back to back. I, I think, think he's got a great chance. I think something magical happens for him there. I think it plays into everything he does well and all the things he does shitty too. It's wide enough that he can hit it all over the ballpark. His short game is unbelievable. He is so good from the range. You need to be really, really good at, at Augusta. And I think like the thing that we need to see from him to really be like, okay, like he's, he's definitely back is to unburden himself of that. The demon of, of coughing it up. Uh, and, and essentially gifting Willett a moment. And and we need to see that kind of ejected from his, his being, I think. Okay. Vinny? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here nodding my head. I'm like, you know what? Jordan could really do it. And, you know, fun fact, I don't know if you heard this on the broadcast. Um, before all three of his major wins currently, uh, the week prior he had top three finishes. So, um a player who we can say carries form pretty well. Um, I think we know that of Jordan from the past, and I really do think he has a chance to win. He's not my pick, not based on Jake's pick, but uh, I would love to see him win it, man. I think it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, it'll be fantastic to see him do it. I hope he does too. I, he's not my pick for this week, but uh, definitely has a chance to do it. Um, okay. Moving into the, what well, is the top three in the power rankings, but I don't really care too much about that. John Rahm had his baby <laughs> last week, says he's playing. I'm sure he is, um, and I'm sure that's a big relief on him because everybody knows he loves Augusta. He's looking for his first major championship. Boys, what do we think John Rahm does? Was he finished inside the top 20 this week? Yes or no, Vinny? Yeah, I, I really, I do. I mean, he's played well there. He's played well as of late too, you know, the players, Genesis, WGC match play, he was a, you know, he was in the top eight, I believe. Um, and he's got three top tens at Augusta. So uh, let's say, yes, probably a top 10 finish from him, uh, a streaky putter. And I think if he does that well, he's got, he's got no stress in his, his home life right now that the child's born. So let's say uh, definitely a top 10 from Rom, not a win. Okay, I like it. Um, all right, I'm going to say yes. He finishes um, inside the top 20, and he's also another guy that's got a chance to win this week. Uh, let's go into the last two quickly. Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson. JT coming off a win recently, playing very well. He's got the fifth major in the bag already. He's already won another major, so he's got two in my book. Just kidding. He's got um do we think justin thomas is in the top five uh this week at augusta uh jake you go to you top five no okay any top one yes my pick for the week i'm wow he's going back to back back to back with jt and uh 
you know, there's been some talk, you know, players, it takes them five or six times before they really get the feel of Augusta. This is sixth appearance. He hasn't missed a cut yet. Um, he's won the players recently, you know, at, at Sawgrass, a very difficult week in general. And uh, I, I think, if anything, we're going to see a Spieth JT showdown at Augusta. And I got my fucking popcorn ready. So let's do it. Guy's got all the feels for JT this year. All right. I am saying outside the top five as well. Dustin Johnson, last year's winner, boat race the field. Do we think DJ does it again this year, fellas, or inside the top 10? What are we thinking? Uh, Jake, we'll go to you. Yes or no? Hmm. Dustin Johnson, top 10. I'm going. I'm going yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it's tough to pick this, though, because he has not played great and he has not played a lot. Vinny? That's fine. I'm looking at the exact same thing, Jake. A 54th, a 48th, a 28th, a WD from Valero. And uh, so, so he could get out there early, I assume. Um I don't know. I think DJ is one of the guys that he can win anywhere at, at any time. Um, you know, he's number one in the world for a reason. It's just, uh, I think there's a lot of people playing well, and I don't foresee what happened last year happening again. So, top 10. Now, let's say just a top 20 from DJ for me. Okay, so he's finishing outside the top 10. I'm going to say DJ's in, in the mix on Sunday. I think he's just one of those guys that uh, when he gets to a major or when he gets to any event, he just forgets about everything. So I think he's got a chance to win this week um, at Augusta and will be inside the top 10. Um, Let's go ahead and talk real quick about some other players. Vinny, what do you think uh, from the let's talk about the old man division, Phil Mickelson. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Sorry, uh, Bernard Langer and Freddie Couples. Of those three, who do you think is most likely to make the cut this week? Uh, Benny, what are your thoughts? Uh, Freddie, probably. I, I think there's some other old school names in the field too, like Mike Weir, VJ. You pile them all together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, oh, somebody man. makes it every year, right? It's usually like Bernard or... I think Couples and Bernard do it every year. So <laughs> Bernard's been like in, like in, in the, mix. the mix. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, do you stick with the guns? you stick with Bernard Longer to get out of there? Sure. I, I'd say okay to that. Okay. Jakey? You know, this, this is a great question because an old guy always like pops up and surprises. Nope. And it, like if... If Augusta really is truly playing like really hard, it might be the one year where you don't have that. But I I think if I was gonna pick one of those guys to like kind of be the marker for that, I think it could be a Freddie year. Just like as the like the top old guy. But we'll see. It is fun to watch him and and Bernard really like they just like find some magic every year out there. 
they really just mas- mastered how to play the golf course. Yep. Um, and so it's it's fun to watch them. I agree. I, I, I I'm I'm on the Freddie train this year. I think Bernard makes it too. I don't think Phil makes it. Uh, but um, yeah, looking forward to always watching the the old guys out there. Just so much respect for them. Um, and, and so fun to watch. You know, there's always like Larry Larry Mize and those guys out yeah. there playing too. Uh, Mike Weir in the field. So, uh, yeah, I'm 250. Yeah, 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 definitely playing well. I mean, hey, he's he's been contending a little bit on the Champions Tour. So, that's true. Uh, that's true. Playing a little bit better. All right. Well, we know what your guys' picks are. I'm going to go ahead and give mine quickly. I am rocking with Patty Cantlay this week at the Masters. Oh, I, like I think, uh, I think he's ready to roll and, um, has finished T9, T17 as a win, the second place in the T3 this year. Uh, so I think he is uh, ready to go. He hasn't played in the last couple of weeks, but uh, ready and rested. Um, I also think uh, Hideki Matsuyama has a chance. He, I went back and forth between the two of them, and uh, Hideki was my going to be my other guy that I was going. So, uh, any guys you guys are looking at other than the uh, you know your picks? Jake, you went Jordan Spieth. Vinny, you went with uh, Old Fields McGee, Justin Thomas. What uh, any other guys you were looking at uh, or, or contemplating, or was it really just I'm going with these guys? I have one more, and it's uh, one that I would I, I couldn't bring myself to pick. But uh, honestly, Sergio's had an incredible year. Yeah. And we already know that he's won there. And like it goes back to the same discussion as Spieth. Like he's so good approaching the green. Um, and I think that that, you know, really sets up well for him uh, if that's the case. Benny, anybody else you were looking at? No. Um, of the young guns, I was sitting there thinking if I had to burn a young gun, I'd probably burn Hovland. Um, Ooh, interesting. And I, That'd be I, awesome. I think he's got some that would be to keep up with the cool. And uh, again, very streaky. Um, I've already used Willie Z, and obviously he's making his first Masters appearance this week. Uh, and I'm super pumped to see what he does out there. <laughs> that would. Could you imagine? He's not a member of the PGA Tour. Wins the Masters. Wins the Masters in his debut. Yeah. That would be fucking. Oh, the whole, the internet would break. He's just like, you know what? I don't want to be a full time member. I'll just play at Augusta every year. Oh, I'll see you guys. See you guys in April. Insane. Oh man, that would be absolutely wild. Um, yeah, I I, I agree. I, I was looking at Sergio too, Jakey. I think um, I think Adam Scott actually has a chance. He's been playing yep. well, He's playing, been playing well. well as well. Yeah. Um. And the one guy we didn't really talk about was Rory McIlroy. I, I just don't see him competing in the Grand Slam or even being kind of in the mix. He's just been like so on and off this year. Um, and I know that's kind of been his MO the last couple of years, but I, I don't I don't see McIlroy contending. Do you guys see him in the mix at all? I think I think the, the ghost of who we're not talking about that could be in the mix is Patrick Reed. And unfortunately, we don't even like speaking <laughs> oh. about him. So don't put that in the, don't put that out there. I know it's sad, but sure. Don't put that out that juju in the world. Um, to answer your Rory question, though, Dougie, I I I don't think this year is the year. I felt that way last year. Like last year, I thought, okay, this is this is the way Rory's playing. Chance, like, yeah. and then and then COVID hit, and we all know how his season went. Um, but I, I yeah, I don't think I think right now he's got to get some things sorted and. You know, he'll be back to whatever his top form is. 
But like, don't be surprised if suddenly on Friday he's you know shooting sixty four, and you're like, holy shit, okay, he's in it. Right. Um, all right. Well, it's always a fun one to watch. Friday is always crazy here because you're really just trying to get into the, the weekend. Uh, top 60 in ties, typically. Um, last year, uh, you know, they did the split tees and then groups of three all weekend because it was in November. We had that two years ago when Tiger won it as well. So just uh, it's fun. To, it'll be fun to watch the Masters kind of back to normal in April. All the flowers blooming, twosomes on the weekend, other than if there's weather, um, and watching these guys only go off of one, which will um, it, it's, it's like a thing for me. It's like, man, I don't like watching people tee off on ten and finish on on uh, on on or tee off on ten and finish on nine. So it's just a, a weird Agreed. thing for me. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, gonna be a fun one. Hopefully, um, there's a lot of fireworks. What do we think the winning score is going to be, fellas? Uh, last year, uh, Dustin was the first one to get over 20 par uh, and hold it to win. What are we thinking the winning score will be this year? Uh, Benny, what do you think? So, a few reports I think I, I've seen saying that it's in play very difficult. I think we see the winning score this year around 11 under. Whoa. Damn, that was my number. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven and a half for Jake. <laughs> yeah, I'll go one dollar, Bob. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna. I'll go one. I'll go one in the other direction. I'll say ten. Okay, I'm gonna go thirteen. Um, Ooh, we're all right there. Yeah, because I feel like there's just someone that always kind of gets out there. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think fireworks on Sunday, or do we think that there's a leader out there, three or four shots, everybody's chasing? What uh, What do you guys think? Kind of like the DJ effect last year. No, I think it's going to be a bunched one this time around. Okay. Agreed. 100%. I, I told you, I didn't think we were going to see uh, a boat race like we saw last year. So, yeah. I agree. I think it'll be tight. I mean, I think even Tiger's got a chance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Peace. Hopefully, you're at home doing well. <laughs> um, I got go another a quick Masters announcement. Oh, let's hear on, it. On Friday, my Masters food kit gets delivered here. Oh, wow. wow. You went for it. Yeah, I did. That's you know, cause I, 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 well, here's how yeah, I was like looking at it right before Tom actually sent it in our little group thread. <laughs> I bought like a Phillies jersey or something from Fanatics a couple of years ago. And when I went to return it, they wouldn't give me my money back, but they would give me um, credit. So I just had credit sitting there. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to buy the freaking Masters food. So yeah, Friday, my Masters food gets God, delivered. I'm so jealous. Yeah. That's I'll do a little review what? of that on oh. the next pod. That is unbelievable. Do the review. Put, we'll put up some pictures of the food kit. Um, obviously, pimento you have cheese? to face God, the pimento man, you're sandwich. Gonna get I know. You get, apparently, you get like 20 of those like uh, little beer cup things, which is cool, too. Wow. Oh, yeah. Bring a couple of those to uh, Gentleman's Cup for us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. What a what a play by you. That's a great move. That's a, that's a strong move, Jake. That's experience right there. I appreciate it. Um, all right, guys. Well, I don't have too many things about this. I'm like ready for it to be Wednesday night already. So we're there mm -hmm. Thursday. Told my boss that um, don't expect much from me Thursday and Friday. Um, coverage is going to be electric and watch all of the uh, all of the groups out there, which is they've been doing the last couple uh, majors, uh, including the, the players this year. They did that, too. So that's fun to watch. Um, and yeah, just uh, expect uh, great things at Augusta. And we will. 
we'll be back next week to talk about who who puts on the green jacket guys you guys have any plans of playing this weekend it's always a tough one for me because it's like all right you got to pay attention to the weather at augusta especially on the weekend because if the leaders are going to be teeing off a little earlier then i'm just scratching golf if not i'm going to try and get out there and play saturday or sunday jakey what it what are your plans for the weekend yeah it's gonna be a beautiful weekend here i have two um tea times booked and I have the men's league draft this week coming up. Whoa. Talk so, to me about that. What is this? All right. So I signed up for the men's league. It's a nine holer Wednesday nights in the summer. Um, like for all and, the New Jersey golf association or is it? No, it's just for my club, but okay. apparently it gets pretty, pretty crazy. And, um, the, what was I going to say? The format is cra- There's like, I think there's like six captains and they pick teams um and so the draft is this week and i'm obviously a newcomer so like it's tough because i played with a lot of guys over there but i don't know who the captains are going to be so i could i might be like drafted as like a reserve for like nights when guys don't make it or i might be like drafted like into the team into the starting um, lineup into yeah straight into the starting lineup and uh yeah, it should be freaking wild. Wow, that's, I, that yeah. sounds awesome. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it's cool. So it runs from like the last week of April till the last week in June. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we uh, we just started our uh, club's member member match play bracket, which is a once mm-hmm. a month that starts this month. Uh, there's 62 teams in it, and uh, somehow me and my partner, who's uh, John Granado, uh, got a buy. <laughs> so we're the number two seed. It's not, it's completely random. It's not based off handicap at all. You know, we are lower handicaps, but there's a lot of plus handicaps and whatnot in, in our, our core, our club. Right. So we just got lucky. And, uh, so we don't have to do anything until next month, which is, uh, is fun. We have a stroke play championship next week, which is a three dayer. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Top place gets a uh, primo parking spot at the club. So that's what I'm going for. And uh, member guest is like in three weeks. So we got a lot of stuff coming. And actually, yesterday was the uh, two months, two months away from the Gentleman's Cup. So we are we are getting yeah, close. Really, um, Vinny, are you playing this weekend? Or are you going to hit balls again, testing out clubs? Seems like you're just living at, um, you know, the PGA Tour Superstore right now. What's your plan for the weekend? I'm going to try to play Saturday if... Uh... You know, if it allows, and then uh, get home, lunch, hopefully, sit back, make a drink, watch the Masters, watch JT finally get it done. Uh, yeah, no, I think I can get out Friday afternoon, hopefully Saturday morning, and uh, whether that's a rain session and around, um, any and all, it should be beautiful here, so happy, happy about that. Okay, awesome. Um, I think we wanted to go ahead and real quick, I know we're running over a little bit. We wanted to tease a little bit of our new segment, which is, uh, stories at the range. Uh, Jakey's got a couple, I've got a couple. We'll talk more about all of them next week, but, uh, Jakey love to, uh, get your input on a story or two from your range, uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. I know you go there a lot. So, uh, you know, let's, let's talk, talk a little bit about what, uh, what you're seeing at the range. Well, let, let's do this since we are running a little late. Let's we'll just we'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about it. We'll tease it a little bit and then we'll get into it. But uh, like next week, we can get into it. But like for me, you know, I live very close to a public driving range that serves like a major metropolitan area. And 
also happens to be in like one of the shittiest areas. So my driving range is in Camden, New Jersey, which all the listeners out there that aren't from this area probably just know it as like a bad place. Generally, not really nice. Um, and it's run um, by Camden County. And let me tell you, you see like all walks of life doing all kinds of different things at this driving range. And this week I was there, I go there, you know, maybe, maybe two, three times a week. And I was there this, this past week and I saw, I posted it on my personal Instagram, but I saw a guy in flip, it was called flip flops, um, a full winter jacket and like a logo from Aronimink. So he had on an Aronimink hat, flip flops, winter jacket. Probably a member. Probably could, maybe, who knows? But this dude was just rapid firing balls. He he got there after me and he left before me. And he was just, I mean, just absolutely swinging. I thought he was going to blow flip flop out. And so it got me thinking of like tales, you know, tales from the range. Because we've all, you've all had them. You've all gone. And actually, the same day, I had the one that I'm really saving because I really want to talk about this other one. But, um, you know, we've all had it. We've all had those times where you go to the range and you just go like, and what the fuck is going on here? And I just realized that I get that a lot. So that's that's a new segment for us. I hope that we can uh, <laughs> we can unpack some of those in the coming weeks. I love it. Yeah, I've got uh, two as well. One of mine is is related to footwear as well. Um, so I can't can't wait to talk about those. That'll that'll be fun. Um, hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode. Things are still growing. We appreciate all the support. Please follow us on. Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, at the Gentleman's Double on Instagram. Send us a like, send us a comment, drop us a follow. We appreciate all the love. This week is the big one, the first major of the year. My favorite major, everybody's favorite major. It should be at least, or or one of your favorites. Green jacket will be slipped on Sunday afternoon. Who will it be? Vinny, bring us home. All right, my friends, thank you for listening to this recap leading into Masters Week. Uh, I'm going to try to play early Saturday, get home right around lunch, not making myself a pimento sandwich, but I am going to pour myself a double, kick back, watch JT, close it out. We'll be talking to you after the Masters. Thanks again.